This programme was first broadcast on Canterbury's community access radio station Plains FM 96.9 and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. It's now time for Women on the Waves, a show focusing on issues affecting women, here on Christchurch's community access station Plains FM. I'm Rachel Hazelden, and today on Women's Lives, Women's Stories, I'm speaking to Janet Stott about her Pleasure Workshop for Women, which is coming up on the 27th and the 28th of July. Uh, I got invited to speak to Janet, and I said yes without hesitation. In the last fortnight, I've been dealing with the emotional and physical fallout of my mum having stroke, and right now, I'm just going to let go of that stress and focus on the delicious topic of pleasure. Kia ora and welcome, <laughs> Janet. <laughs> just looking at your face makes me feel so excited just to see, you know, pleasure. It's such a beautiful word. Just saying the word pleasure. Mm, I can feel like it in I my can, body. Yeah, get into it. <laughs> yeah. so, so why? Why is pleasure so important for women to connect it's into? It's just such a good question. I think we've spent so many, so much time in our days numbing out mm. and women especially we're so busy, we've got children and partners and jobs and the days are long and by the time we get to the end of the day there's, there's nothing left mm. and so to prioritise pleasure makes life so much better, you know the lens changes and we have time for ourselves um, we can get pleasure out of all sorts of different things, like even stopping and watching birds in the trees or watching the seasons change gives that element of pleasure. Mm. Yeah. And when I saw the name in the workshop, uh, I loved how the focus was on pleasure versus sexuality. Mm. Of course sexuality will come into it, and of course Mm. that's part of it, but the focus on it doesn't have to be sexual. It can... Every area of mm. life. Well, we are sexual beings, hmm. so I really believe that the, our the, our base is um, our sexuality, but we also carry a lot of wounding around that as well. So, but that's part of the, part of the workshop is that we address hmm. wounding and give tools for people to um, move through their through their wounding and their trauma, and come out the other side with some um, beautiful experiences. Hmm. So there's lots of different types of pleasure, as you know. Um, there's the playful, primal pleasure. Well, there's the primal pleasure, which is the animal in us. You know, mm. that's the one that likes to rage and um, roar and, and dance. And then there's the elemental pleasure, which is the child in us, which mm. likes to play and mm. roll around in the in the grass and and find joy in, in small things. Mm. And then there's the um, the sensual pleasure, which is our senses, being able to drop into into the touch on the skin or the wind in our hair or a taste in our mouth or music. Mm. You know, music is a big turn on for me because, you know, just the little the parts of it just make me sing. Um, and then, of course, there's sexual pleasure, mm-hmm. which is a gateway to um, really opening the body into to love and openness. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Where did the idea come from for the workshop? For the workshop. So I have been um, following a woman called Mama Gina. She, uh, her name is Regina Thomasow. She wrote a book called Pussy, A Reclamation. And I saw her TED Talk. Powerful title. Oh, I know. And I saw her work, her TED Talk a number of years ago. And she was carried in on um, the shoulders of I don't know, five men, and she had the most raging music. And and what she was saying really spoke to my heart. And her calling is to bring bring women into their pleasure, guide mm. women back into their pleasure so that their lives are more colourful. Um, and I thought, I'm going to be that woman. Mm. And that, like, that was probably um, eight years ago. And since then, I've done a number of trainings. I, it's a practice for me to stay in my body and stay in my pleasure. Mm. Mm. So it was really transformational for you. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's what it is. Like being in your body and being in pleasure is transformational. Mm. And it makes relationships and life so much bigger and better. Mm. And so part of the process is um, is, is acknowledging that there's numbness and, and moving through that mm. in different areas. Mm. So that's why that's where Rise came from. Um, I work with a woman... Um, Nicole Ditch, who is the most amazing, beautiful, delicious woman. Mm. She's she's 26, mm. and she's been running women's moon circles in Christchurch for 12 months. Her and I did um, a training course um, recently together, and that's where we met. And we resonate really well together and work really well together. She's um, She knows how to hold space beautifully for a large group of women. And um, she's It's different. lovely when you can have a collaboration when you're working with groups. Oh, absolutely. Mm. Yeah. So we put our heads together, and my body of work is, is, is teaching women to find their pleasure. And her body of work is women's circles, and, and so they sing together really mm. well. Mm. Mm. And this is the second iteration yeah. of the course, isn't it? We did our first, our first series, we did it in March. So we had Thursday nights together and one day in the last weekend of March. So we've decided this time to just do it on two days um, for a number of reasons, but it's winter and cold and, and a lot of people don't like coming out at night. Mm. But my my dream is that we are creating a tribe of women who are dancing in their pleasure and connecting with each other. Mm-hmm. Mm. Let's just talk about the basics now, just so that we've cleared them about date, place, where to get information. Okay. So we are using the um, Heathcote Valley Community Centre on the 27th and 28th of July. It's uh, a Saturday and Sunday. Saturday and Sunday. And it's a beautiful venue. It's new. Um, and it looks out over... It's really private and looks out over the cricket grounds. Uh, facilities are awesome. To find out more about the workshop, uh, awakeningshenz.com has... Um, has the workshop information all about um, mm. how much it costs. Uh, and I've been to the site and I've read it. It's really thorough. It answers all your questions. It says how to get in touch with you mm. and Nicole um, and the price. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And we also have a scholarship. We've got two scholarships for this for this um, workshop. Mm. Uh, so if you know of anyone who who can't afford it and who really if it's really resonating with you, mm. um, just fill out the scholarship form mm, mm, mm. or give me a call mm. or Nicole call me. Mm. So the price up front is 300 and there are other payment plans mm. and options and it's all on the, the website and do go there and have a look. Um, 
Why the change? Initially, it was Pleasure Workshop Series. Why the change in name to Rise? The Pleasure Workshop Series is sort of underpins it all. We decided that we wanted something that was catchy and not so much of a mouthful. And if I think about Rise, I I visualise someone standing on a hill with their arms open and their heart towards the sky like I'm rising into my power so that uh, it kind of worked mm. we did a major brainstorming day over lots of cups of coffee and lots mm. of different words mm. <clears throat> yeah so how is your you said about eight years ago there was that transformation that was like I want that kind of life mm. how's life changed for you in the time that you've been studying and connecting with women this way mm. I feel really grounded in my body, um, and I feel that there is an underlying bubbling of joy that isn't what hasn't been there before. Um, and I remember the switch from being in my head and in my story and living in the past a lot to um, now living in my present, in the present moment, and being in my body and being aware of um, how my body is in the space. Yeah. Mm. Mm. So and it's been a really interesting journey. It started. Um, I remember another another part of it was I had a lover who I'd never experienced any kind of intimacy like this before, and the sex was off the planet. Mm. And I, and I I wanted to be able to find that place without somebody. I wanted to be able to come back home to me and enjoy s- sensuality and orgasmic pleasure on my own. And I think that's a big step for women is to realise that they have the the capacity to find that on their own Mm. first Mm. and then be able to share it with a lover, however skilled or unskilled that person is, but but really be really um, grounded in who they are Mm. and where their their pleasure comes from. Mm. Mm. And as I was reading about the workshop, uh, the words that came, stood out for me were also power and creativity and a woman finding her truth and her strength. Um, why do you think that is so, comes out of women's mm. embracing pleasure? I, I think that when we come home to us, um, we are innately sexual, sensual beings. You know, if you look at a child running around barefoot on the sand, for example, you know, there's, there's joy and there's, there's an innocence that we have, that, that um, we can find again. We've kind of lost it over, over the years of, we've lost our innocence and um, finding our pleasure calls us back to innocence and calls mm. us back to the joy of living. Mm. And that's our birthright. Mm. I really believe that that's where we um, we find our heart-opening connection to ourselves but also connection to each other. And that's a key with the, with the, with the pleasure workshops is that my, my dream is that we, we create a tribe of women who call their indigenousness back, you know, who who um, sit under the full moon and tell stories to each other and have each other's backs. Mm. Uh, And that's what's really missing in in our society. Mm. So last year was my my big question to myself was, how do I tribe? How do I tribe? What does that mean? How does that mean to me? How does that feel to me? Um, And this is part of it, to create a, a tribe of women who who are in their bodies and who have a joy and, and 
who support each other. Mm, mm. I love hearing you talk about that. Mm. Uh, the last couple of years, I've been to the States and I did um, courses with Dr. Estes, who wrote the book Women Who Run With Wolves. And it was, uh, there were about 100 women and probably four men uh, looking at uh, our stories, our creativity, our connections. And it was just such an enlivening experience. I thought, I don't want to travel. <laughs> I don't want to travel so far. Mm. To have that, and I, I, after I did the second one, I was like, I'm so glad I've got to do that, but that's what I want to create here. That's mm. what I want to create in Christchurch mm. and in New Zealand and make those connections here. Mm. One of the things I've found with sitting in circle with women, um, there are so many jewels that come from connection, mm. and every person has got the most amazing... They can contribute beautifully to... Um, to the circle, to each other's lives, you know, we mm. we need each other. We heal as we hear other people's stories as well. Mm. Yeah, I think we so. We see ourselves even if the details are different. Mm. Yeah. Mm. yeah, we do. Yeah. And we're a beautiful reflection for each other as well. Mm. Mm. And I'm glad that you acknowledge uh, things like safety and supportive environment. Mm. Um and as you said earlier, there is some healing. There, um, women do experience a lot of violence. There's, you just have to look at the statistics. Mm. And so um, to actually acknowledge um, there has been violence and there's healing in a safe space mm. um, to then connect into pleasure in a different way. Mm. That's so true. We, um, I, I cover... Um, the Wheel of Consent, which is a beautiful body of work by Betty mm. Martin. Yes. And so we talk about um, our yes and our no and what that feels like in the body and the different types of touch. So giving and taking and receiving and allowing touch. Um, and that's, that to me is, well, like once that's in my body and I've sort of understood it and I know how I'm touching and how I want to be touched mm. that is um that's a step in the in the direction of becoming whole mm. and being able to say no no that's not right for me I don't want that mm. but I'd like this mm. and negotiating my way around connection and so we do we do experiential practice mm. with each other mm. around how I want to be touched and it's mm. you know it's on the hand or on the arm or how or on my hair you know, mm. it's, it's not sexual at all mm. and that's the other thing about the workshop it's about pleasure but it's a fully clothed um, we don't take our clothes off and have a mirror each yeah. <laughs> so there's nothing to be scared of the 70s <laughs> I know the sexual revolution <laughs> yes yes yeah yeah and uh, something I've been really aware of the last few years is as a single woman, actually feeling starved of touch. Mm. Like, what, what's the sort of social boundaries? Um, do I hug? Do I not hug? What does hugging mean? Do How do I connect in, in a Pākehā culture that's um, often my experience is more reserved? Mm. Um, and then when families dispersed, you know, my nieces and nephews are all overseas, missing being around old people, missing being around children, mm. um, going to get massages because 
you know, paying for touch because it's like a hunger there for me. Mm. And I think that would that's part of the tribe is um, actually knowing how to ask for what I want, knowing what I want first and then asking for what I want. And mm. if you've got um, a group of women who are who are close, then that would that would be definitely fill a need for mm. for women. Mm. How do mm. I I want to be touched this way or oh, I just love a back massage. Yeah. 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 Can I book that in with you? You know, yeah. and being able to be free with our requests. Mm. Mm. And unless we can say no, we can't say yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm. Absolutely. Um but about your business. You've <laughs> um many talented women. Uh you have a housing company that builds small footprint houses in Littleton and you also have your life abundant business um around coaching and counselling and educating. Mm. Yeah. Tell me a bit more about that. The housing company came about post earthquake. Mm. Um, I really wanted to um, provide small footprint homes for affordably for people. For and I, I living in Littleton, there's a lot of young couples who who can't afford their own homes, and so our our the company's idea is that we our mission statement is that we can provide a home that's new and warm. Um, heating efficient Mm -mm. that they can afford Mm. and so we've just completed we're on our last build at the moment our five lot subdivision in um, Jackson's Road in Littleton we've built four cute little cottages and they've all sold and my idea is is to create a community and everyone who's bought in the community loves it there gorgeous and we're building the last one which is completely different to the others (laughs) but um, it's it's a challenge. It's building on the hills always challenging, mm. and um, this one doesn't have drive-on access, and so we have to move. We have to cart all the materials up onto onto site. I think there's like seventy steps mm. all the way out. But when you're up there, it's like out of this world. So that's what the little company does, and it sort of sprung out of um, post post earthquake Christchurch, and our buildings have received really well. I mm. think we're on to our ninth build in Littleton at the moment. Mm. I love what what we do. Mm, yeah, mm. and we've just bought uh, an acre of land in um, Corsia Bay, which is still bush, which we're going to work on in, in a couple of years, and build some freestanding, fee simple title, little houses that people can afford to live in that are warm. You know, affordable housing doesn't have to be in the sixes and seven hundred thousands. You know, absolutely. Yeah, my long term dream is to have a tiny house. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm a boatie, so I kind of like living in small spaces. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. Your connection to Corsia Bay and Littleton. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I love the sea. Mm. Mm. But that's and, another story. And Life Abundant? <laughs> life Abundant came from my um, my call, the call to me to be um, to be the, the pleasure coach and, and, and guide women. So um, I have, I'm, I'm coaching couples and single people to come back into their bodies. Mm. Yeah. Mm. It's just beginning. I've done a somatic uh, a somatic psychotherapy course mm. and that's all about bringing the bringing coming home to the body and understanding the body mind. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's just beginning. Mm. So I've also done some training through ISTA, which is the International School of Temple Arts. If anyone wants to find it, it's .org. Mm. ista.org.nz. Mm. Mm. We have 
international trainings all around the world all the time, and it's a growing organism. They call it an organism, mm. and that's um, conscious sexuality. Mm. So level three is about finding my purpose, what's my calling in the world. Mm. And so that's where Life Abundant came from. Mm. Yeah. And my experience of being with you just this morning, first time we've met, you're very grounded, present. Um, I felt like I arrived in a flurry of my sinuses. <laughs> I can't breathe properly and I need parking money. And, uh-huh. you know, like got very quickly grounded and connected with you. Mm. And, um, oh, thank you. <laughs> it's a really beautiful experience. Like I feel this integrity of all the aspects of your life and what you're creating with Rise, mm. the workshops. Mm. Last question. What do you like about being a woman. Oh my goodness, I could talk about that all day. <laughs> I love my body, for starters. I'm 58 mm-hmm. and um, I don't feel like I'm aging at all. I feel like I'm getting younger and stronger. Um, I love the fact that we can sit and have so many commonalities with each other. And I love the fact that we can support each other. And I also love the fact that if I, if I look at myself, um, in this time of my life, I look at my mother and I look at my grandmother who passed away last year and the lineage of women who I, who I have who have my back. And then I look at the future. I don't have any daughters, but I look at the younger women in, in the world and in my space at the moment and, and what I can give as support and mentor and, um, and how I experience life, you know. What, you know, the sensuousness that feeds into my body and how I can connect with others. Mm. Yeah. That's what I like about it. <laughs> Great. We're going to finish with beautiful music you've chosen, Dance of the Seven Sisters. How do you say it? Is it it's Daya Dover. Daya Dover. Yeah. She's an Australian woman who sings the song lines of the um, Indigenous people. I saw her at Luminate a couple of years ago. She's amazing. And her husband mixes all the music, so when they're on stage, she's flamboyant and sexy and Amazing, mm. <laughs> and the music's really cool. It was a mm. real treat to watch her perform, see a video of her perform uh, yeah. but in Bali. It's gorgeous. Yeah, it's, she's pretty special. Thanks, Janet. Pleasure yes. to talk to you. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I've loved it, Rachel. I-